welcome back to Chatting About Chan. I am your host, Ethan, and I'm here with my co-host. Mason, that's me. Welcome to the podcast where we watch a new Jackie Chan movie every week, and then we we do a podcast about it. We just talk about the movie, but most more specifically, Jackie Chan's performance. Essentially, the goal of this podcast is to watch every single movie that Jackie Chan has ever been featured been credit given a credited role in yeah if he has a named role if it's just a guest starring role we're not skipping that and we're skipping the cartoons too yeah we're yeah, skipping cartoons any all cartoons yeah uh why you may ask because why not no because i have no life that's why i really well, i feel i did i have a if i'm not watching jackie chan i don't know what i'm gonna fill that void with well, so this is interesting because we were just talking about this you said you know, a friend of yours was asking you why we're i don't doing this i don't series. know who like, someone recently asked me like why would you do that? And my answer is just because, uh, mostly because no one's done it before. And I mean, we were looking at his IMDb filmography and the films that he did early in his career are just so obscure and old. And um, there's just a general curiosity to see what those movies were like, I guess. And it's turned into something so much more. This It's just a giant experiment. First, I guess I want to say, oh, well, one of the things is I want to be able to say, I've seen every Jackie Chan movie ever made. Um, but you can't say that, Mason, because we're not watching the cartoons. Why well, did you just? Why did you disqualify? We're not covering them on the show. Why did you disqualify them? Because I don't know. They're not worth my time. Why? They're, they're still part of his. They're still part of his filmography. There's no stunts in the cartoons. Uh, excuse me. Did you not watch the behind-the-scenes feature featurettes for Lego Ninjago? Nope. I did. <laughs> because I have no life. We'll do a spinoff. Wait, wait. Spin-off well, series. I have to tell you where I'm going. You said, "Oh, he didn't do fighting in them, or he didn't. He just does the voice." Uh, no, Mason. The whole one of the selling points for Lego Ninjago was that Jackie Chan and his team actually choreographed the action in an animated film. Were they using like kicking Lego buckets at each other? Or no, they're like Jackie's. Like, oh, here I am in my studio with my team, and everything you see here is going to be on the screen, and then they cut. And they showed the Legos doing the same thing. That sounds pretty cool. Do you ever see that video of Jackie where he's like, you know, he's like 60 years old or whatever. And he's talking about how great it was to work with all these guys over the years. And And then they they come behind him on the stage. Yeah, yeah. That was staged, dude. There's no way that was real. I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. I got a little bit emotional. But they didn't tell me when that stunt team was from. Like what years they were working. Classic years. What's the class? There's many different classic years. I have friends who think the classic years were Rush Hour 1, 2. No, before that. Before like okay seventies or like eighties to ninety like are we talking Sam Samo Hung years Late okay Samo okay. Hung years yeah okay. for sure so but yeah um I maybe we'll change our mind once we get to the cartoons but I mean Mason you can't really say we watch all of them and we don't watch the cartoons just just saying uh so this week we Jeez, to... just wow completely ignore that I'm not okay I'm not all right let's move on let's move man. on let's move on who cares still in art form you yeah. like Miyazaki I do but. What? Jackie Chan Adventures is not me, Oh, true. I don't know if I want to watch Jackie Chan Adventures. You know, yeah, because you can't say that we're doing the cartoons and then not watch the whole stupid I do. Series. I do enjoy Kung Fu Panda, though. Well, watch them then on your own time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they have nothing to do with this podcast. Okay. So this podcast, this episode today, we're going to 1973 and we're going to Rumble in Hong Kong. Which was the the new the second title? The original title was Policewoman, which makes more sense. But which makes more sense. So this movie uh, is on Amazon. So we both watched it. 
Yep. And, oh, by the way, shout out to Amazon. You guys have saved my ass. You have all of these obscure Jackie Chan movies that I don't think anyone has watched. I do check the reviews. There are a few reviews for the movies we've watched so far. We've only watched like four or five. They're always like, but, yeah. don't watch this terrible film. <laughs> Jackie's hardly in it. Why would you ever watch this? I was poorly, this falsely marketed. Thought Jackie Chan was the star of this movie. Um, I think the reviews are, are actually from D, like the reviews of the DVD, not the streaming. For sure. But um, there are very few. So, uh, yeah, Bezos, you know, give me a call. Yeah, Jeff Bezos. Smash I, that I, I bow to you, Jeff Bezos. Thank you know. so much. This is amazing, man. You've been a treasure trove. I've We're had... happy to feature you on our show. Or, you know, if you want to give us some cash, we'll talk about you for a few minutes. <laughs> I bet here. he's a big Jackie Chan head. You think so? Dude, he's got all these movies I guess on, he's a all the movies like Chan. But he's, no, he's got all the movies on his website. Oh, yeah. He well, probably went out of his way to get him <laughs> up there, right? I honestly was expecting to have to track down some of these, like, you know, maybe email some random Hong Kong distributor or something. Hey, do you have this old copy of a Jackie Chan movie that he's in it for like five minutes? We got like some of the crazy stuff already. Yeah. Like the, I mean, the first movie is the toughest, and that's on YouTube. So. Yeah, so this movie is interesting because Jackie Chan plays the villain. Yeah, I mean, kind of what we said in the last podcast, this is the early part of Jackie's career, so he's still figuring out what kind of roles, testing the waters and trying and trying different roles, which is so interesting because my whole life we just know Jackie in one role, which is being Jackie. Charismatic, funny, um, you know, very a lot of stunts, a lot of fighting, and just overall having a good time. So Seeing Jackie in more dramatic roles where he actually has a character, and I use the word character lightly, um, is very interesting. I've really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Uh, you want to talk about what happens in this movie? Yeah, okay. So the movie is called Police Woman. So all the movies we've watched previously have had a story, but they it's a very bare, bare skeleton of a story. The last one, Master of Cracked Fingers, definitely had more of a story, but it was clearly edited out for the American audience. I have to say that Police Woman is the most slap together of the movies we've watched oh my god there was nothing this was empty like a complete hollow urn of a movie (laughs) with just caricatures of characters it was a joke sorry (laughs) let me get to the plot of the movie the movie i'm not i don't know if this was an error on jeff bezos part but the movie literally opens up in the middle of a conversation of two people talking so it just jumps right. There's no establishing shot, nothing. Just people going, oh, yeah, uh-huh, right, yeah, well. Like, wait, I thought. I honestly thought, and the movie's a minute and a le- minute, one hour and 11 minutes long. Uh, so basically, the movie is about a, there's a gang in Hong Kong. They established that in the very beginning of the movie, and then it cuts to a woman who's being harassed by some gang members, and she gets into a random cab. She goes, driver, pick me up, please get me out of here. And she gets in the cab, and it's not – she's – she gets in the cab, and then she just dies. And she hides a purse in the back of the cab. And, I again, she doesn't hide it very well, but she kind of just puts on the top of the back of the seat by the window. <laughs> she And she hides a purse, and then she goes – "Take." did she say take me to the police station? They go to the police station, and when they get there, she's dead. She's already dead, yeah. And the guy goes, oh, is she okay? He goes, oh, she's dead. And then it just cuts to the next scene. Um <laughs> After this woman dies in a taxi cab, the gang member, the bo- the mob leader of the gang says, and oh, by the way, Jackie Chan, his role in this is that he is the enforcer of the gang or like the leader of the enforcers. He's the muscle. He's the muscle. 
and he's having a meeting with the gang boss. He goes, I really need that purse. And whoever gets that purse for me will get a $100,000 bonus. They never say what's in the purse. Right? No, they never say it's you know it's supposed to be a mystery. Like what's in the what's in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction? You don't need to know. It doesn't matter. It's just about the it's about the store the road getting to the purse. So the whole movie is people trying to trick this cab driver into giving them the purse. Cab driver is a man, by the way. This is not policewoman has not been introduced. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't. Even, until... Movie's called Policewoman. <laughs> Policewoman. Let me just for the record, Policewoman shows up about thirty five minutes into the movie. So the whole movie is it is even when Policewoman comes in, it's about cat the, the cab, cab driver. driver. It should be called cab, cab man. It should be called cab man. So the the um. So there's a bunch. I'm not going to go into the details, but they some people try to. They show up. They follow the cab driver and they're like, "Hey, give us a purse." He's like, I, "I don't know what you're talking about. I really don't." And then they get into a fight, and then they send over a woman who impersonates as the dead woman's sister and says, "Hey, you know, she was my sister. I really miss her. By the way, what did you do with the purse?" I'm like, "Hey, why does everyone keep asking me about the purse?" And then she leaves. After she leaves, the real sister of the woman who dies shows up, and she goes. And it's the policewoman. By yeah, the way. she goes. She shows her police ID, I think, and then there's a great flashback showing her getting trained in taekwondo. That was amazing. That was awesome. And they're having a conversation. They go, "This one, this was my favorite part of the movie." So Jackie, not Jackie, sorry, the cabman, the cabman's friend, and the police woman are having a conversation. And they go, "Wait, so how did your sister get caught up in the into the gang life?" She goes, "Oh, when we came to Hong Kong, you know, she was lazy and didn't like to work." And just kind of fell into bad habits. By so let me. So by the way, this set, this flashback show doesn't even. It, it doesn't. If you don't know film edit like language, you might be confused because there's nothing to indicate that's a flashback. <laughs> it just shows her and her sister walking off a boat. Her sister. They're just walking, and the gang, Jackie included, just literally grab her, throw her to a car, and drive away. So we I already knew she didn't like working. <laughs> so on um, maybe you know this was lost in translation. I don't know. So then they have this conversation, and I'm gonna be honest, Mason, my my mind is kind of blanking. I the gang members track down the sister, and then they put they like put her into a chokehold. She gets into a fight with them. They put her in a chokehold, bring her to their hideout, and then she gets she's there, and they're like, "Where's the purse?" She goes, "I don't know what you're talking about." And then there's another woman who's on drugs, and she's like, "Oh, just get them the purse, please, just get them the purse." The cab driver finds the hideout, calls the police, but there was nobody there. And then, how does it end? They go to... Oh, I know the cops keep talking to the cab driver. Right. And he, the cab driver's like, oh, I don't have time for this. I, I need to go drive, you know, collect fares. You <laughs> were the woman been kidnapped. That's great. And so, how it ends... There's a conversation between the cab driver and Jackie. No, no, no. I'm talking about when the ca- they go... She escapes, right? Right, so she, she kind of fights her way out. I mean, she, she fights her way out, which she's is awesome. The entire movie that was awesome. Every, almost every. Oh, I think she escaped, and then she escaped, and she hid, and they like went into the place and they couldn't find her, and she escapes, and they fight. How does the cab driver get back to her? I don't remember. Damn, and I just, just watched this last night. Yesterday, this is the kind of impact this film had on us. Um, so basically, the movie ends with a fight between the cab driver and Jackie Chan, which is pretty much a rematch because they fought earlier in the movie, which was fine, I guess. Anyways, let's, we'll talk about that stuff later. So they get into a fight, and the cab driver beats Jackie, and that's and the movie literally just ends. It just ends. 
We have, oh, the we, cops show up and they're like, "Oh yeah, they go, good, good job. job. We have to give you a reward." And he's like, "I already got one." And the cab driver holds up like this piece of paper, which we don't know. I think it was a check from the mob boss. Could be a check from the mob boss. Oh wait, wasn't it a check from when the mob boss did that drug deal with the other guy? Maybe. I think that's what it was. I thought it was maybe like an ins- a, 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 him being instated to be a cop or something. Oh, I have no idea. I don't know. Anyways, the movie literally just ends. Um, so let's talk about Jackie's performance in this movie um he's actually he has okay so he's known as the man with the mole the whole movie like he's like the cab driver goes oh who's there um there were like four guys one of them had a really big mole and this mole is horrible it's definitely painted on i'm positive when they did a close-up there you can see the brush strokes. Well, it's like a visual gag right it's like it's just it's, it's not so i don't know if it's supposed to be a gag i think this movie is oh, supposed like to be awesome kind of serious it's like, oh, it's beyond Austin Powers level. There's, it's, it's like the it, size it, of his ear. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. It definitely... Well, there's a scene where he the d- cab driver's talking to the cops, and the cops are like, what, are we going to do arrest every man with a mole in the city? <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely something you need surgically removed because it's deadly. Like, Anyways, it's it's huge. Um, he's very cocky, lots of attitude in this movie, and the fight scenes in this film are pretty modern. For Jack, even given like by Jackie's standards, because he does a great job usually combining kung fu and gymnastics. Yeah, it was more just like straightforward, straightforward fight, just like of... punching, kicking, no gymnastics. The only standout moment was in the first fight between the Jackie Chan and the cab driver. Was Jackie was on top of a car, and like I think he even flew forward at one point, but that was it. Well, at the end, and then at the end, and he like. Was it the cab driver or Jackie? Who cab punched? driver punches through the windshield <laughs> and just starts wailing on Jackie, who's driving the car. Ridiculous. The one guy was the cab driver was trying to get away, and, and Jackie was like trying to hit him with his car very slowly. And then <laughs> the cab driver jumps in the car, punches through the windshield, and just starts wailing on Jackie. And then I think they get in a crash, and then Jackie down for the count. Yeah. Let me just say that in this movie, there is no question that the policewoman kicked the most ass. For she sure. was awesome. Plus, she, there was even a good part where it was like, "Were you gonna do right as a ticket?" And then, like, <laughs> you meet a maid, and then she like kicked her butt. So it was awesome. But it, it, the the fighting she was doing was advanced. It was fast, quick, creative, compared to everyone else. All the men in the movie were just throwing punches. Yeah, she was good. She, she was, was good. good. Uh, so yeah, she, I mean, um, that's pretty much it. It's not much, the movie was bare bones. This was a complete ripoff of like. Foxy Brown type movies in the, in the United States, minus they're trying to mimic the tone. But it's still it's, like weirdly like <laughs> there was a different. By the more way, more prudish, right? Oh, super prude. But did you notice that there was like a different song every couple sec, like every yes. two minutes? It would just, in the middle of a scene they'd be talking, and one song would stop, and another would just start playing, and completely change the mood of the scene. Uh, lots of zooms, as you would expect, but they definitely were trying to go for. It didn't didn't really remind me, but they were trying to go for something like Shaft or Foxy Brown. They definitely um, a heavy nod to that, but it just again it was like you know it's just a weak attempt to cash yeah. in the cash in on a trend. A Chinese knockoff. A Chinese, right? no, a huge Chinese knockoff. But yeah, oh, by the way, I'm looking it up. This movie is filmed in 35 days. <laughs> Wait, that lo- it took that long. They, there's a movie I love that came out recently called Bone Tomahawk. They filmed that movie in 12 days. Well, they probably were writing it as they were going as, and editing Police it Woman? Well. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. One of my favorite parts of, the, of this movie was um, after... I don't even know how this conversation started, but the cab driver's talking to his friend, and he goes, 
Maybe they're like, why is there so much crime? He goes, just look, the magazines. And he goes, the magazines? He goes, yeah, magazines, music, movies, all the violence, it's corrupting the youth. He goes, you know what? I think the government should ban all of them and then fund more money, I think, into education. They were like, yeah, pop culture is ruining kids' minds and making them turn to violence. It was pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, Jackie finding his feet, doing a dramatic role, playing the tough guy, I guess, you know. He's the villain. The villain. Which apparently, this is one of two movies where he's the villain. No way. What's the other one? The other one is called Killer Meteors. Oh, that's cool. That's I like the title. Seventy six. So okay. Three three years away from. Wow, that's in, that's interesting. So yeah, I mean, I guess he's already getting stereotyped as the kind of the tough guy, obviously with skills. I need. I really want to know. I need to go online and read about his his biography. I don't know what his background is, his social background, how you know if he like really worked his way up into the industry because I know he was at the um, circus school and he was training martial arts for so many hours on end. But I wonder, you know, how he broke into the in, into film. I wonder how people saw him and were like, I want you, you should be in the movies. Yeah, I wonder, yeah, I wonder about what, if he was a hot commodity or if yeah. he was just like, right. put me in your movie. Because it, well, it's not like, whereas, not that Jackie doesn't, but Bruce Lee has such a presence about him that it was obvious that he would be a movie star. And he also knew how to put on a show. Jack, Jackie does too, but it's not, judging from these early movies, is not obvious at all. He really had to find his voice later. Oh, for sure. So that's what's also really fun about watching these early movies is that you could never tell that this is the Jackie Chan we know and love. You know what? I think, ironically, he was the star in Master with Cracks Fingers. But I feel like he the only movie we've seen so far where he really like stole his show was The, um, the Fist of Anger. Fist of Anger, where he was the really over-eager, hot... Hot tempered, uh, young fighter. Yeah, he was really good in that movie. Yeah, Master Crack Fingers is definitely the closest to modern Jackie we've seen so far. Yeah. But let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you think, so sorry, Mason has a daughter. Do you think she's going to be a Jackie Chan fan when she gets older? Probably. I mean, she's already throwing herself on the ground ever since she gets. <laughs> She loves climbing and falling and getting hurt, so it's she's probably on her way to becoming a Jackie. Head. I've always wondered that when, when I have kids, like, like, are you? Are there certain movies that you're gonna show her when she as she gets older? I think so, but I, they, I mean, I think I gotta wait quite a while for that period of her life. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, that's, maybe like another. Maybe I start maybe like around four or five. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Do you, Do you think you're gonna? Do you think you're gonna show Jackie Chan? What would be the first Jackie Chan movie you show her if you could? I don't know. It's a good question, because kids. Because once like, they, you can't really little. I like I get the mind of a nine year old, eight year old, because that's basically where my brain stopped growing. But like <laughs> for like a four or five year old, it's got to be kind of flashier and more like, you know, way way more higher energy than right. something I like stuff that's a little bit more low key, like a little more subtle, mm-hmm. like Shanghai Noon. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, okay. it probably would be like a Rush Hour. Yeah. No, dude, you got to go with like a Who Am I or Meals on Wheels. There's, there's so much like or a police story slowness. too. There's so much slowness in those films. But that's Jackie for you. They need to justify the action by having nonsense drama. Maybe match with cracked fingers. That, that no, movie is no, really like, no, no, no. Those that's not a real Jackie hour, movie. That's a lean film. You're crazy. It's very lean, dude. You're crazy. Show her a real Jackie. Like who am I? That's a great one. Come on, you can't. You're nuts. Sorry guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is poor. What for armor of God? Yeah, sure. Why not? That's a good, That's a good one. one. Yeah, there's not that many fighting scenes, but there's a lot of good stunts. 
There, there is not. It's mostly stunts. It's I don't, mostly, I don't remember. I haven't stunts. seen it in a long time. Yeah. So what's um? What are we watching next, Mason? Dragons of Death. Ooh. Fist to fist. Fist to fist. Fist to fist. Is that the title? Yeah. Dragons of Death. Fist to fist. Well, I think those are like the two titles. Okay. Dragons of Death. Fist to fist. All right. What's it about? What year? Seventy-three. Oh my again. God! The never-ending year. Jeez. He's a guard, though. He's not a not a, not a title role. So All right. Not let's not watching that. that. Hold on. I'll, I'll pull up him on IMDb. Fist of Anger. So nineteen seventy-three. Fist of Anger is next. Did we already wa- oh, we watched Fist of Fury? Fist of Fury. This is uh. Fist of Anger. No, I'm pretty sure it was called Fist of Anger. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in this week. And uh, you know, I'd love to—we'd love to hear your feedback. Do you enjoy the podcast? What do you think is our strengths? What do you think is our weaknesses? Is there something you'd like to hear more of? Again, what what are your guys' favorite Jackie Chan movies? What are some that we have to cover? I mean, I think we're going to cover—we're going to cover all the major ones. But if we miss one, let us know. We'll go back. We'll watch it. And uh, thanks again for tuning in. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye. See you later.